And you've got to be like me. They call me the John West of property. The reason they call me John West is I reject most property, just like John West rejects most salmon. The big question is this. How investors like us who weren't born the silver spoon successfully investing in property to create a passive income and still have a lifestyle now? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. I'm George Markoski, and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our show tonight. And look, feels a lot like Christmas. Let me move my head. And look, I've got the Christmas tree up. Beginning Christmas. Yes, absolutely. So, guys, hope everyone's well. Now, we're live in the Positive Property Club. And I just want to say hello to you, freedom fighters, because um, that's what we are. We're freedom fighters. We're a tribe of people fighting for our freedom. Um, ooh, 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 ooh. Time. <laughs> awesome. So, look, um, let's start off and talk a little bit about what's happening in the marketplace. Yes, very interesting. Now, look, you saw the title to this video, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to read it out now because it's important. Basically, I'm saying that uh, basically if you if you think your superannuation is going to give you the lifestyle that you want, don't bother watching this. Yeah, turn off. See ya. Go away. <laughs> no, you're right. Absolutely. Now, what's happening is, you know, we've got this thing called superannuation in Australia where people have been putting their money in super. And personally, I'm not a big fan of it, but I get why they did it and there's a reason for it. So part of the reason was because the age-old pension is not going to work anymore. So, and because we're not, we haven't got the age-old pension anymore, we're going to need to supply it ourselves. So what the government did is they decided to get employers and employees to put money in super so they could actually fund their retirement to save the government from doing it. And look, at the end of the day, we've got to take radical, radical responsibility and we need to take responsibility over our retirement, definitely. Correct. A lot of people think that <coughs> having money in super is counterproductive. And I'll tell you the reasons why, what people are saying, right? And this is the deal. <coughs> They're thinking about letting people take their super out now discussing in Parliament and actually using it to buy their first home. Wow, I didn't hear about that. Yes. So this scheme about is letting first home buyers raid their super to buy property. See, wow. the logic's pretty sound. I mean, there's no point having a large super next day if you don't own your own home and you've been renting your whole life. Correct. Right? Because in, in, I know a lot of people that have got like a million dollars in super, but they haven't got a house. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. And really, at the end of the day, I really think we've got to look at the core principles because the reason people get confused is because they don't understand the core principles. And I'll tell you a little bit about this. Um, in many ways, buying your first home has to be your primary financial focus, right? That's the hardest thing you to do in your life. But see, after that, the road to wealth gets easier anyway. Mm -hmm. And look, do people want to get... The, do people want access to super? Well, we've already had proof. I mean, we had access to a super last year, 10,000, and a whole people went in and got it. Now other people are getting their next 10,000, right? So, 
So this is, um, I really think, um, you know, it might be the go. Because, I mean, look, what they've been saying, uh, there, was a, <clears throat> there was an article in Sydney Morning Herald, and they were saying most Australians don't think it should be a choice between home ownership and super. Mm. The reality is every dollar locked in super can't be used to buy a home. Yeah. Right? See, and this is the other deal. If Australians buy a home, they can start saving for their future retirement. Correct? And that's it. Whereas they can't start saving for a home from retirement. It's impossible. You know, if you turn 65 and you've got all your super, you can't just suddenly start uh, buying properties. It's impossible. You've missed it. So I reckon I really understand what they're saying because they're saying, look, their logic is sound. You know, that if a four-year-old has 100000 in super but doesn't have their own home, that just defeats the purpose. Yeah. The challenge is, though, George, in, in saying that, you know, you, you give someone their 100 grand super, they buy a property, they sit on it for a year and think, oh, spend the money, sell the house, you know, and then they've got nothing apart, you know what I mean? Like, look, look, look. have the right education to be able to take that super money out and do it for the good, good cause. Yeah, but the thing is, at the end of the day, if you bought a house out of your super money, you got total control and got responsibility. And the thing is, you're not, you know, you're not getting buffeted around by markets going up and down the stock market. I really believe, in my view, the long-term return of owning a house rather than having to be renting one would outweigh the return of even a great performance super fund. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100 percent Absolutely. Look, particularly as house prices are going up at the moment, the rent prices are going up, right? Absolutely. Seems like a no-brainer. So, so um, the month of November it just finished, and let's talk about what's happened in November. Well, guess what? Every single capital city's gone up. Yeah, wow, that's great. Which guess which capital city kicked ass more than the other capital? Melbourne. Wow. Yeah, so Melbourne's doing a big bounce back. So interesting enough, it's doing a bounce back. But um, basically, lenders, you know, the, the four biggest financial institutions in Australia, basically the four biggest financial four big banks are saying that property in Brisbane is going to go up 10, 20% next 12 months. So I'm betting on Brisbane to be set as Australia's property market leader. That's what's happening. Right? So. Absolutely. I, I would have to agree as well. Now, this is another interesting thing. Okay, I've a lot of interesting news at the moment. Anyway, look, if you're watching us, say hello. You know, we've got, we're doing our Ask Me Anything session next. So if you've got some questions, time is now. Type them in now. You know, type in the session here. Yep. Do you want to just type in, get everyone warm, warm everyone up? Um, come in come in and type in the question because I'm going to start doing that very soon. We're just about to talk about interest rates and lenders and what they're doing. And then after that, I'm going to get into Q&A. And you can really... Um, um, ask me anything and really at the end of the day guys look you know I charge over a thousand dollars an hour for my cons consulting and now you're getting me for free so you should really do it there's a, there's over 40 lenders offering sub 2% interest rates at the moment wow that's unreal now basically interest interest started about 5,000 years ago in Egypt right and what you money lenders used to lend money and charge interest and they charge quite a bit of interest then. 
And what happened was, um, and they, they were charging quite a bit then. And what's happened now is over the 5,000 years history of interest, we're living in a special place because this is the cheapest interest rate in 5,000 years. That's unbelievable. That's amazing. I know. So look, you know, interest is so cheap and there's so much money going around. As we spoke last week, what's happening is, you know, one thing is the average household in Australia saves so much money that they're, 100, they're going to be $100 billion ahead. Yes, 2% is still very high compared to other countries. It is. We've got the highest interest rates in the Western world and they're still cheap. So what happens is we look at the trend and because we've got the highest interest rate in the Western world, that it's probably going to go down even more. And if you look at Northern Europe, they've actually do negative interest rates, which is pretty amazing. The average household in Australia, if you look at up all the households, they've got an extra $100 billion to spend in January next year, according to CBA. Well, that's unreal. That's because people have been sitting at home and they've been saving money and they haven't been spending it on anything. Doing now, nothing, yeah, exactly. And look what happened in Melbourne. As soon as the lockdown was over, what happened to property in Melbourne? It went up, you know, and Melbourne's the only one that didn't go down. We are about to hit the biggest property boom in Australian history. Seriously, this is probably the biggest boom in 50 years. That's what they're saying at the moment. And I, and I believe it. I believe it too. Look, after GFC, because GFC was a bit of a hiccup. And what happened was we had we had the boom after GFC and properties nearly doubled over the next seven to 10 years. And they did really well. And a lot of properties went over double. They did really well, especially the ones in the top 100. Well, anyway, now what's happening is we're going to have a much bigger surge back. Immigration is going to start. As soon as immigration starts and everything else happens, it's just going to be massive. <clears throat> so really at the end of the day, um, if you missed the last property boom, it's not your fault because you probably didn't listen to me last time, but you should have. should have listened to me last time. But if you missed this property boom, it's your fault, definitely, because I've already warned you. I've warned you again the second time around, this time around, and it's going to happen. And what's going to happen is after this property boom and after everyone doubles all their money again, then we're going to have a dip and then I'm going to be telling people about the next one. But we're gonna we're not gonna have another property boom for 10 years. So if you miss this one, you're gonna have to wait because the next property boom is gonna be um back in you know 2030, around that time. Absolutely. So around that time, I'm gonna get close as we get closer, obviously it might be a little bit earlier, a little bit later, but we've got a long way to go. But the thing is, in the 30s, Australia's population is gonna be humongous. So that's why the boom's gonna be even bigger. So if you think this property boom's massive, wait till the next one. Yeah. So guys, um, I'm gonna have the chat open if anyone wants to talk about anything. Because if you want to advise anything and want to talk about something, let me know because this is the time to do it. Yeah, get in there, guys, get your questions. Yeah. Opportunity. Yeah. So what I'm gonna talk about is you know, there's there's just under sixteen thousand markets around Australia. At any given time, at any given time, there's some markets that are going up, some markets that are going down, some markets that are doing nothing. And the key is, even in a good market, there's some properties that are doing shit. And even in a bad market, there's some properties that do well. 
And the key is regardless of the market, and at the moment we're going for a boom. So really you can buy just about anything and make money, except you've got to be cautious because I've recently um, printed my no-go zones, the bottom 100 suburbs in Australia, the worst 100 suburbs in Australia. And um, if you haven't got a copy of those, go to Positive Property Group, Positive Property Club, and just click on, click on. Um, there's a little unit there, one of the units, and I've got the no-go zones there. Click on it, you put your email address in, and it'll send you the password. And what I've got is I've got the 100 suburbs you must have bought with a 10-foot pole. And Love it. It's great. This is vital because at the end of the day, I don't want you buying this, the bottom 100. They're the worst. And actually, I don't want you buying anything except in, unless you're in the top 100. And really, that's where you want to get into, the top 100, because that's where it's at, right? But I've given this guide away for free. So you're more than welcome to get it. Um, just type in the type in here, you know, free guide, and I'll probably I'll send you a link if you want. You know, but that's that's the free guide for the bottom 100. And the thing is, the reason I've done it in writing and given it to everyone is because in a year's time, I'm actually going to do a review of these 100 suburbs. So what I'd like you to do is download this and keep it handy. And in a year's time, I'm going to actually do a video and go through the suburbs and show you what happened with these suburbs and why they did what they did. And everything else and that should be very interesting to see my predictive power because you know back in 2008 i predicted a lot and a lot of my predictions came true and what i want to do is do it in writing and really show people what it's all about yeah that's perfect awesome so let me ask you a question george i mean there's a lot of people watching and what advice would you give to people at this point in time in regards to how can they get themselves prepared how can they get themselves involved what do they need to do Yes, good idea. Very good. Well, look, we, let's talk about investing. You know, investing is, there's, there's two types of people in the world. There's the poor and there's the wealthy. And look, I'm not here to trigger anyone. And I've got nothing against people that don't have money and poor people. But the thing is, look, I've never met a poor person who has become poor by making all the right decisions for a long time, right? So I'm not having a go at poor people, but what I'm saying is people become poor because they make the wrong decision, not just once or twice, but over and over and over again, and it accumulates. That's what it is. And it's just one decision after the next going downhill. And what it is, it's just not understanding the principles. And it's not their fault. It's not your fault because we're not getting, we don't get taught this in school, right? Absolutely, and that, that, it comes from a good, strong education. Yes. And, and, and that can be self-taught. We're not talking universities. Exactly. It, it needs You need to know the principles. And the thing is, when it comes to property investing, if you don't understand the core principles, it looks really complicated. And people are confused. They get overwhelmed. They go, what the hell's going on? We don't know what to choose. There's 16,000 suburbs. Do I get a townhouse? Do I get a house? Do I get a duplex, a jewel key? Do I get um, NDS, NDSI, all that sort of stuff? There's lots of different options out there, right? And really, what do you choose? It's very complicated. But really, what you need is you need to know the core principles. So it's very easy for you to choose. And you've got to be like me. They call me the John West of property. The reason they call me John West is I reject most property, just like John West rejects most salmon. You can see, you know, the, I love it. anyway, and that's why they call me John West of property. And what I do is I reject most properties. And the reason I reject most properties is because I'm very clear on what I want. 
And if it's not exactly what I want, I don't go for it. Look, the thing for you, George, is you've had over 25 years of experience, if not more. Exactly. Um, yeah, I've had about 25 years experience, actually. Yeah. On the head. Absolutely. And a lot of people think that I was started when I was 12. It's not true. I've actually turned 50 this year. Yes. And Belinda, you're coming up to Adelaide this year, which is great. Yep, coming up this weekend. Absolutely. So really looking forward to it. Yep, yep. So... Um, but look, you've had the experience, you've had 25 years. And look, one of the things with you, George, is because I did meet you nearly 25 years ago. And obviously, you weren't, you're always involved in property, uh, but you obviously had other businesses on the side. And the thing was, you know, you, you did have a few arrows in your back in regards to making, you know, getting involved in negative geared properties. Okay, let, let's explain to people what arrows in the back are. A lot of people don't get that. So what, what are you? Arrows in the back. You're yeah, a pioneer. Yeah. yeah, so look, in the Wild West, what happened was, you know, the people that went out Wild West, the people that were originally went out Wild West, they ended up getting shot by Indians, arrows in the back, and they're the ones that had to go through and forge the path. That was very difficult for them. The people that came later, it was easy when it was already settled. When there was trains and stuff, they just got in the trainers, went in there, right? It was easy. So... And when it comes to property investing or running a business or anything that's complicated and big, you don't want to be a pioneer, right? And I started as a pioneer. Then luckily, pretty soon I learned that I need to learn more and get more people, get, get learn more from mentors that had real-life results. And, you know, I've, I've had some amazing mentors in the past, you know, like Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Mark Boris, and um, Anthony Robbins, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who's the billionaire guy from Virgin? Richard Branson. Richard Branson. <laughs> we had look, to, I went to think about it for a bit. I've been very, very fortunate because of that. And basically, you know, what happened then is when I started learning from them, it was very different. Now, what I want to do is just still go back to the difference between poor people and rich people and wealthy people. And there's not having a go at any poor people out there because I was once poor, so I get that. So I'm not, I'm not some rich person that was born with a silver spoon in his mouth that's always had it good. I actually had parents that struggled to make. Um, I, I I came from parents that struggled to make ends meet, right? That's the fact of it. So I knew if it was to be, it was up to me, right? So because of that. I really knew that I had to do something. And I loved property from the beginning. I mean, I remember playing Monopoly when I was like five years old and I just got addicted to the game. And my friends told me that you can actually play Monopoly in real life. And I thought, what an idea. Imagine that. And I loved Monopoly so much that I had to make my own Monopoly board because my parents didn't have anything. So basically... Sorry, George, we've got questions coming through and they're not coming through this end. I'm just checking my phone. Okay. Yep, yep. So I've got you saying, yep, go, please. Thank you. So one of them was, um, what's happening with lending? Are banks still, uh, what's happening with lending? Are banks still lending? Where, where, where is that question? What platform? I, I don't that? know. That's, that's come through um, my private. Okay, phone. yep. So, yep. Okay, well, let's talk. Basically, What's happening? Lending. Thanks, lending. Oh, yeah, there it is. I, I don't know which forum it's coming through, but... Um... That's okay. What's happening? Lending. Well, the government has eased off responsible lending. So the government started this responsible lending 
where what happened was banks could go in and look at your bank statements and find out everything about you to really make sure that you could, you know, you could borrow that money. Now, personally, I think it was a bit of an invasion of privacy for one and two, too much. You know what I mean? Like what happened to the good old days? I'll tell you a little story. I remember back in the 90s when I first started investing in property, I had a bank manager at ANZ Bank and I was looking around. I drove past this house that I liked. So what I did is I called my bank manager and said, hey, I think his name was John at the time. I said, hey, John, how are you going? It's George. I've, I've got a property I'm looking at. And um, can you, um, oh, can I borrow some money, right? And he goes, how much is it? And I told him it was like 500. And he said, I'll call you back in half an hour. Anyway, what happened was he called me back and said, yep, you can take it. That was it. They didn't, they didn't check my bank balance. They didn't um, get me to sign 100 million forms and send everything in. Now, when I get a loan, I have to send everything to my EA and get her to fill it up. I've got some more questions for you, George. Yeah. You're all coming through. Um, how do you come up with a deposit if when you have no or little equity? Yes. Good question. Um, look, I started doing that last week, actually, going through different ways of getting deposits. If you watch last week's episode, I'll go through about four or five different ways. Now, I'm not going to give away all my secrets, but I will. This is what I'm going to do. I've actually got our Freedom Proof Property Challenge starting in December the 14th. One of the modules in that is how to get a deposit if you don't have one. I think you've got a few, actually a few examples. So nine, nine, nine. Nine, nine, nine. Nine different examples. And actually what I'm doing is I'm redoing that lesson um, next Wednesday with, um, with one of our circle of safety with one of our brokers, one of our mortgage managers, and we're going to go through it again and really fine-tune on it. So it's going to be very exciting. That's perfect. Yeah. Look, guys, at the end of the day, you know, if you're the quickest way possible to make money out of property, you should really do the 14-day challenge because the 14-day challenge helps you create a million-dollar property game plan and shows you everything from A to B, A to Z. Like, it gives you the core fundamentals and actually gives you a step-by-step -step process so what happens is you go, okay, step one, do this. And what happens is each day I give you a mission, right? And then um, I, I want you to do that homework. And then the next day you come back to me and I'll, I'll help you with your homework. So it's like me personally coaching you for 14 days and teaching you step-by-step step everything I've done in the last 25 years. It's pretty Absolutely. exciting. And that's, that's, let me just finish this. That's probably the best way to really know everything about property and this is the deal though i mean if you don't think it's the best property training you've ever done if you're not getting you know if you don't think it's worth a thousand dollars even though i'm only charging 97 i'll give you your money back no questions asked that's how good it is that's the best way for a deposit you've got nine different ways one of the things you can do is increase the value of your home through getting a better valuation i've got a whole module in that as well and that's one thing that I did. And what happened was on my property, I did uh, that exercise and I got my house up nearly $500,000 in three months. And that's next to 500,000 equity I've got now. Beautiful. That's really good. I've got another question. Another question. You ready? Um, 
Is it true that banks are changing their lending criteria to make it easier to borrow in the new year? Excellent question. Yes, now. And look, we are talking about this earlier, right? We've got the lowest interest rates we've ever had in 5,000 years, right? Or in Australia, 200 years, because we've only been around for 200 years. Before that, you know, we had the local Indigenous people who were here for 25,000 years, the custodians of the land. Now, basically, these people, everyone's got a, that money saved up because people have got extra payments in their mortgage, they've got money in their bank accounts. Next January, February, when people start relaxing about corona, guess what's going to happen? They're going to do one or two things. They're going to spend money on a lot of stuff. The economy is going to boom. It's going to be booming. Number two, the ones that aren't spending all their money, they're going to put it in property. The smart ones are going to put it in property. You know, I personally think, you know, putting money in the right property is the best investment you can make because it's an investment that serves you for the rest of your life and just pays you over and over. So it's really good. So that's what I think, you know. So I really think um, lending is becoming easier, yes. They haven't, the government's said, let's let's ease it off. Um, the, the responsible lending, and that's what's happening. So it's pretty good. So yeah, absolutely. We're going to be starting our session with our Black Belt members soon. Oh, yeah, I didn't realise. So we got time for one last question and then we're going to get going. Look, I, hasn't in, has nothing's really come through, but I just wanted to go back to the um, the fourteen day challenge, and remember that really inspiring quote from Jim Rohn, because as you know, Jim Rohn is one of my favourite motivational speakers. Yeah. Yeah. He's passed now, but he's one of the the original motivational speakers. Actually, he was uh, even before the uh, Tony Robbins days. He actually I, taught Tony Robbins. He taught Tony Robbins, correct? So he's like the full father of fathers when it comes to motivational. Yeah. And one thing, do you remember that quote that he said regarding um, if someone said, oh, if you're a millionaire and you and you asked them how they became a millionaire and they said, well, actually, I read this book and it changed my life. Yes, yes. Oh, no, no, but this is what he says. He says, this is what he said. He goes, look at that millionaire over there. He's got a funny walk. I'll have a funny walk. <laughs> he wears a funny hat. I'll wear a funny hat, right? Do whatever, model them. What he's saying is don't ask questions. Follow the lead, right? Absolutely. And, and what I'm saying is, I'm a multi-property millionaire, and I'm saying you don't have to you don't have to cop my stupid walk <laughs> or my hat, but you should really do my challenge, right? And yeah. see, Ron says one thing. He says, "Look, you can't get more than what you've got unless you become more than what you are." Correct. And that's true, and that's the fact of it. And you need to become more to earn more. And really, at the end of the day. There's one investment that's much more important than property. And even though, you know, bang on a lot about property, and I love property because this is what it's all about, the property show. But really, there's one thing that I'd rather you invest in than property any day of the week. That's yourself. And yourself. really, yourself. if you don't want to invest in yourself, well, then I suggest you go to the mirror and have a good chat with yourself, have a good meeting and understand why. Because if you're not investing in yourself, who is going to invest in you? And if you're not investing in yourself, you're not making yourself better, what are you doing? Like, I really don't understand it. That's just crazy. Seriously, um, we're on this, you know, we're on this earth, and, you know, there was a little cartoon of Snoopy and and um, the dog. Is it Snoopy the dog and Charlie Brown and Snoopy? Yeah, yeah, Snoopy the dog. And um, Charlie Brown's like, oh, you know, one day we're going to die. And, um, you know, and Snoopy, Snoopy goes, no. 
we don't we don't we are we don't we we don't we only die once but we get to live every day over and over again that's you know what I mean? and that's that's beautiful and the thing is i really think you owe it to yourself to be the best version of yourself and i really think um investing yourself is very important but anyway look guys that's the news at the moment it's pretty exciting news um you know so that's it for now because we're going to go talk to the black belt members we're going to go talk to our members we're going to go do a zoom zoom, yeah. zoom this is our private group in our private zoom and um it's going to be fun thank you for joining us look forward to seeing you next wednesday absolutely us. unfortunately christina wasn't feeling well tonight and blinda's been filling in thank you blinda so much i really appreciate it my that. pleasure absolutely great okay. stuff all right see you later guys okay. have a great night Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, we have a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income. I've become incredibly successful in investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy. And it takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand the information I share is of a general nature only and is not taken into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisors actually achieve the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.